Welcome to Sea Time, everybody, the off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Sea Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. Welcome to Seat Time, everybody. Brian Pierce here, your host for this fine Tuesday evening. Of course, this is Seat Time, the online show for the off-road enthusiasts, where we do all the beer drinking and binge racing of all the crazy off-road news that's been going on. Our fine guest this evening. Thankfully, we have another couch guest. You have no idea the stress that I go through just to try and get people on this couch. And luckily enough, Mr. Brian's story came to the rescue. Best you could come up with. Well, it even took me like two or three weeks to get you on the damn show. Over, overcommitted. Yeah, I, I hear put, that. I had to put on a race. Had a race. Caleb so Ramsey went and bought a, girl, a bike for his girlfriend. Then he was out of town. All those kinds of stuff. Austin Henderson just can't make it. You know, whatever, whatever. Uh, Cody Beck, oh my God, now he's in Norman, Oklahoma. Like, what the deuce? We need more peer pressure. I'll help. Okay, good. I'll help in the future. I'm going to text the shit out of these people. <laughs> it's just about peer pressure. We can make this happen. <laughs> so if you guys have no idea what seat time is, well, welcome. We appreciate you guys being here. This is episode 220. We've done this 200, uh, 200 no, 222. We're doing this, ep- this 221 times too many. So definitely, um, thank you very much to our sponsors, of course. We're sponsored by the fine folks at Fly Racing. You can find out more about those guys at flyracing.com. Even though the weather is nicer here in Texas, I do believe that the kinetic magic gear a little bit of ventilation will still keep you nice and crisp that's a good way to go and then of course uh kinda tire so kindatire.com if you haven't had a chance to run the new ibex tire you need to get it to srt off road and make sure you order yourself one of those bad boys i should have let you ride uh rode the 350 because i had the ibex tire still on the bike it was kind of interesting to ride at your property like ridiculous traction in the grass track when I was out there play riding. I, I would have liked to try it. Every time I, I've been ordering them in from SRT, and every time I get them, they're gone within a day or two. The I mean, Ibex just, specifically? The or? Ibex, yeah. Really? That, that new Kenda Ibex just disappears, I mean, almost instantly. And, and uh, you know, most of your manufacturers are, are, are coming out with that type of tires, but they definitely hit a home run with that yeah. one. You know? you, the vented gear thing, by the way, yeah. comment, it really does make you feel frisky when it's nice outside. That's like, I've had so many people be like, you really shouldn't curse on the show, but it really does. Like, when you have that vented gear on, especially the kinetic mesh, and you stand up, and it's just like, oh, like an AC for your for your groin and your crotchal region. Yeah, I, I don't concentrate on my crotch region too much when I'm You're riding. You're living life wrong. Yeah, apparently I'm thinking about the wrong things when I'm riding. Um, we don't typically do this, but hey, you know what? I, this is a good comment. You're a, a dude that sells motorcycle stuff. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned the fact that the Ibex can't really stay on the showroom floor, right? You sell right. through them like crazy. Right. Is that nuts in your mind that we live in Texas, right? Like we don't have a ton of of hard enduro kind of gnarly, rocky, wet, you know, nasty stuff, but that tire hooks up really well because of the type of compound. But because it's that type of compound, it will probably wear faster, right? So it should, it, in theory. Right, in theory. In theory. Uh, and so is that weird? Um, I have no idea. Like, I've used the tire. I know the tire works. It's fantastic. But, you know, they cost, what, 120 bucks for a rear tire, right? Um, is it crazy to buy that tire and think, oh, well, I'm okay. It, it get, get great traction, but I may be giving away longevity. I mean, uh, you know what I mean? Like, well, you know, there's, there's lots of things about tires that people don't think about a lot of times. Um, and in my opinion, the, the least important thing about a tire is how long it lasts. Okay. Ah, What's okay. connecting me okay. to the ground is one of the, if not the most important thing on my motorcycle 
And then, um, you know, so, I mean, I, I want grip first and foremost. I want lightweight next. And how long it lasts is definitely third on the list. If not um, <laughs> but, but what? Yeah, if not further. But what's amazing is is the, you know, tires really have improved a lot over time. And, and uh, I mean, some people like beer and some people like wine and some people like cigars. I, I like knobby tires. And I do like... <laughs> Those other things too, but I like knobby tires. And whenever there's something new, I got to like, I got to, I got to get some, and I, I got to try it. And, and uh, it's amazing how much uh, every few years, as as the major manufacturers bring out new tires, they gain grip, and uh, you know, and last just as long, or the grip stays the same as their previous generation, but it lasts twice as long but mm. but so the the rubber technology is clearly getting better and uh and tires are something that definitely moves forward and every now and then I have a customer come in the store and and uh order a tire that that was really popular you know 10 years ago that <laughs> i know was a great tire 10 he was years like, ago get a dunlop 752 and no, i'm just like man no i'm like you know i know you have a warm comfy feeling with that thing and yes it was awesome but it was awesome compared to what you were comparing it to back then. Yeah, your dual you know, shock if uh, you, bull taco. Yeah, if you tried some of these <laughs> new, you know, uh, you know, I, I always joke around when they say they need a tire. I'm like, okay, what, uh, you know, shape and color would you like and things like that. But, but you know, if they would compare it to one of the more modern tires, it's amazing how much grip you get, how long they last. Um, you know, and they're, there's, uh, and they're getting lighter too. I mean, a lot of tires mm. literally are getting lighter in, in, in the, you know, rotating unsprung weight. The two years I spent getting out of the off-road world, and I've always done some moto, but the two years I spent uh, managing the, the 250 Supercross team, man, you get allergic to weight when you're doing Supercross. <laughs> and, and, and it's crazy. Like when new tires come in now, you can, you can ask my parts manager. The first thing we do when we get new tires is we got, grab the shipping scale and we weigh it. And we're like, okay, <laughs> what do? does this one How weigh? They do? And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm retarded. So I, I get excited about those things. But yeah, it, it really is impressive how the, the tire world is moving So forward. I'm going to tell my wife, anytime that I bring new rubbish into the house, you should notice extra longevity and just see how she takes it. Uh, it's just because you're getting older. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't work the same. <laughs> yeah, it takes longer to get warmed up. So if you want to get warmed get up started. with a new Ibex tire, you want to go to motorcycle shops, obviously like Adventure Moto here in McKinney, or uh, your local dealer. Um, and if for some reason you would prefer to shop online, there is an affiliate link that you can use in the description to go to Rocky Mountain ATV MC to purchase that. Again, doesn't cost you anything extra. It just gives us a little bit of a kickback. Obviously, honestly, I would prefer you guys just go to your local dealer because that's the best way to support the sport, but you figure that out on your own um, or go to kindatire.com to learn more about the Ibex uh, Equilibrium and their other offers. And then, of course, SRT Off-Roads, we're talking about getting the tires in from those Mm -hmm. guys. They have much more uh, than just tires there. So obviously the SRT products are great ways to protect your motorcycle. Um, and then they also have lots of aftermarket and third party kind of uh, to parts for your motorcycle. I like uh, still having the 300 going and getting the SRT pipe just because of the fact that if it, you know, you're on a 300 um, and for a gentleman like myself, the price and the, the way that that pipe worked for me, like a stock pipe, I thought was way better than going and, and spending, you know, twice the cost on something like an FMF or a Pro Circuit or anything like that, just because that's uh, not going to do a lot for a guy like me. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm an FMF guy, but there's definitely a market for that SRT pipe, and, and we sell them at our stores. And, and SRT altogether is, is on, the, on the mark with uh, a lot of their products. They, 
they've got a lot of really cool um, billet stuff that, that a lot of my customers buy and bolt on to brand new bikes at, at, at the time of sale, too. See? Uh, SRTOffRoad.com. Craig Thompson's awesome. Um, I don't know if you guys notice, uh, some of the ISDE Team USA shirts have started appearing at people's houses and places of businesses actually today. I got them in the mail yesterday before noon, and they started showing up to people's houses in Texas today. Awesome. Yours it's... is unfortunately at my house. I meant to bring yours. I meant to bring Stevens. I meant to bring all the ones for Adventure Moto that we're going to sell. Um, and even so, here's the deal. So we're writing a check to the uh, to AMA Racing for four hundred dollars. Um, we half the proceeds. So we made round. We made about seven hundred and fifty bucks. I said, well, I'm not splitting hairs on this one. I'm just going to write a check for four hundred to AMA Racing to go to uh, the Team USA funds. But what I did do is I bought more with that extra money that we made. I bought more shirts. <laughs> that are going to be at Adventure Moto. So again, once all of those sell, like, we're going to split the difference again, and I'm just going to send another check to AMA Racing. So seat time, we'll, you know, we're sticking to our guns on that, even though our money is really just going to buy more shirts to then half that <laughs> to go to AMA Racing. So if you guys want to support all that stuff, please do. You know, Adventure Moto is going to have our shirts. I know <coughs> once we get them at the store and get them uh, up there, we're going to take a bunch of pictures and post those for everybody. But again, just thank you. So though it's not a ton, we did get a chance to send We're getting a chance to send a $400 check with hopefully sending a whole nother $400 check, so $800 in total to the AMA for support of you guys in Spain. It's super cool, and it's a it's a really cool-looking shirt. It's not just your your basic Team USA. Um, it's got some some old-school cool flair to it, you know? And a little I mean, bit of drinky-drinky. Right, right. So, And if you've never been to Six Days, there is uh, quite a bit of motorcycling, and there's a fair amount of... of uh, Gardens in Germany. 2012 was absolutely amazing. Blew yeah. my mind. Yeah, I, I think, like, we, I think we, we've talked about we it needed, before. We need way more of that at events. Like, we would get so <laughs> many more, so many more people would give a shit if you could show up. But you know what's interesting, though, is like the beer over there, it's, nothing is over 5%. Everything is like 4%, 4.5%. So that's one of the big reasons that you can go to those events and have six, eight beers, and you're like, like most of the stuff though in the states nowadays is five, six, and seven. Like blood and honey, seven percent. You know, somebody drinks a six pack of those, they're not driving anywhere. They're gonna go pass out. Just to avoid Oklahoma, so, right? Unless just, it's Oklahoma, yeah, just, yeah. yeah. Unless you get it from Oklahoma, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. It, just, it tastes like blood and honey, but it's still three point two percent. But they uh, they they changed the laws though. So if you buy warm in Oklahoma, you can get correct content, correct percentage beer now. If you buy uh, warm beer, right, yeah. you can get higher percentage. They don't want you to buy cold beer that's that's of percentage because they think that you're going to go into your truck and just pop it open and get wasted because it's the government's job to control us from being adults. Wow. Wow. No no faith. No trust. I know. Yeah. I know. It's terrible. I'm at least going to put it in a paper bag. Right. I'm not going to show it off to everybody. Your, your Magnum. <laughs> <laughs> My tall boy. <laughs> I don't double fist all the time, but right. when I do, it's in a brown paper bag. <laughs> right. All right. Well, Brian, we are going to talk with Zach Osborne, who was in 2013, was there with you guys in Italy. And at 14. The, and 2014 at yeah. the ISDE. Yeah. So uh, Italy and then Argentina. 
Um, you guys, so Vlachia last year, you got a chance to go race there. Right. You're going to be at 2016, so we're going to get a chance to talk to Zach Osborne about his thoughts coming into the ISDE this year um, and, and past experiences, too. I think it's just cool to relive this stuff with these guys because he just seemed so into it, right? And so I'm excited to talk to him about that. And then we're going to talk with Drew Higgins, too, yep. a local Texas dude who has been doing a phenomenal job just putting his head down, putting it in the right places, not in the wrong places, and riding his dirt bike well. And people have noticed, and now he's just signed with Beta. So we're getting the chance. When you were like, hey, you should talk to Drew Higgins, I had no idea that that was because today was the day that the press release was coming out about Beta. Did you even know that? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was so, like, okay, good. Because I was at least somebody knew because we, I was like, oh, now it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Drew, Drew's our boy. So he's uh, he's our local, our local boy that we've been working with. And he's been uh, riding out of my shops for about as long as I can remember now. And, and, uh, you know, got the deal with uh, Shane Watts uh, KTM team two years ago, and then RPM KTM for this year, and and then now uh, Factory Beta for for next year. So steadily moving forward, and he's steadily moving forward because he does the work. He yeah. does the work uh, every day. You know, so um, I'm excited for him. I like it. He's talking about you, Zach. You do the work every day, don't you? I didn't hear all that. That's okay. <laughs> no, uh, so uh, luckily enough, we have your good friend Brian Story here. I, he, he, he likes to talk about that you guys are text buddies and you guys talk yeah, all the right. time, just like best friends. Like you like comment, oh my God, I'm so glad we wore the same underwear today. No, is that true or is he just kind of like fluffing it no, up a we're, little? we're not friends anymore because he owes me a jersey. Oh. I do owe you a jersey. I know that. <laughs> it's no good, man. You can't just leave guys like this hanging. Like, he knows know. too I, many people. In the uh, works right now, so <laughs> hopefully he's in that round. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting old, man. I'm getting older day by day. I had another birthday this week. I'm, 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 you know, no telling how long I can last. Well, Zach, you just got older too, right? So what are you like? You finally hit 22? Hi, I'm 27. <laughs> awesome. Well, congratulations, dude. Birthdays are a lot of fun. I didn't realize that you and I were almost exactly 10 years apart. I hit 37 in July. You just hit 27. I've got too many kids. You've got one. It's a fantastic thing. It's amazing. Yeah, it's a good thing. It's it's uh, Dad life's the best life. I can't disagree more. He he's my favorite husky rider, and you're not. I thought you were gonna say favorite he's, fake son. He's fast. Like we're talking about not, dad life. So. <laughs> you're just gonna go in there and like. Well, I like treat him like he's my kid when we're at eyes to ease together. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, I I had a question for you. Just this been bothering me, you know. So when we were in Argentina, and and yeah, I know you had bike trouble, so you were out, and we went to the. We were at the final moto, and I asked you how hard I should hit a couple of the jumps. I don't know if you remember this, but I asked you how hard I should hit a couple of jumps at the final moto, and you gave me the same answer on every one I asked you about, and you said, as hard as you can. And is that was that because you were worried about my bike being slow or, or your lack of, my, my, of your faith in my, my corner speed leading up to it? I was probably figuring after five previous days at that place that – it wasn't going going to be that fast, so. <laughs> okay, I, I appreciate the the politically so, correct answer. So so after taking so yeah, I guess it's like after getting Mr. Osborne's advice, did you take it? I I did. I uh, I'd already told uh, I'd called my shot earlier in the week that I was going to hold shot the final moto, and uh, I like to do you that. Did that. I, and I did. Yes, I, I called my shot. Everybody thought I was full of crap, and and told me, and they they told me it wasn't going to happen. 
And if I was going to be in the lead, I figured I needed to lead at least one lap. And uh, <laughs> so that meant I was going to have to jump all the jumps. And, really and, fast. Right, absolutely. <laughs> and, and there was a it was tri- actually a pretty decent little track considering the place where we were was just like, I don't even know what, like some little desert mud hut town. And then there was this pretty cool track with sprinklers and the full deal. It was pretty crazy. Wow. Yeah, it was honestly pretty. And you know I moto on a fairly regular yeah. basis around and you know here. I don't. And it was a pretty badass moto track. And there was a triple step up. And and I, I like, railed the corner in third gear and grabbed fourth and just held it wide up all the way off the face, which is exactly what he told me to do. And I did it, and it was like landing on a pillow on the other side. And I was like, oh, thank, thank God. <laughs> it would have been awesome, though, if, like, there's a picture of Brian's story in Zach Osborne's mind of, like, you going up and over that triple and just taking one hand off and, like, pointing down at Zach. Like, be like, connect with your eyes and just, like, yes, you are right. Yeah, you don't do that over 40. You know, <laughs> I don't do that. I've never done that, and I'm 37, and I, <laughs> that's not going to happen. Well, I guess I've never had Zach Osborne on the side of a track. That could change things. Yeah. That, I might feel like I might be able to probably, do that. Yeah, you probably would have done it, too, if Zach was there with you. I definitely would have. And then he would have yeah. been picking me up as I right. <laughs> ragdolled down the side of the I've jump. I've seen you on a moto track. It's no fun for anybody. <laughs> it's, it's more entertaining. I wasn't of much use to anyone that week, so I'm glad that. Something worked out. <laughs> I was, like it. It was great. Good coaching. Uh, the solid. We, we spent a solid minute working on it. It was awesome. Well, uh, speaking of all this ISDE talk, obviously we're very much leading up to Spain. A 2016 ISDE is going. Brian's story is going for his 100th time, it seems like. Um, we have to ask, do you miss it at all? You got a chance to go twice. You had one year where you did phenomenal, getting on the podium in second with the trophy team. You went back. You were on the podium again there in second, but Unfortunately, you did have mechanicals in 2014, but you've been kicking butt and taking names on Huskies for the past two years. But I mean, do you miss any of that ability to be off off road? Yeah, for sure. Um, this year, I was I was going to go. Um, we kind of got it got it in in the works, and then um, it ended up that Monster Cups on the same Saturday uh, as the what would be the final moto. So um, that kind of dashed my hopes of going. Um, uh, yeah, like I said, I had full intentions of, of being there this year. Um, I I do miss it a lot, um, but obviously, you know, my results over the past two years have been pretty good. Um, just sort of doing the moto thing, so um, I'm I'm kind of thankful for that too. So right, I, but but I was definitely looking forward to it, I, and I'm looking forward to it, you know, in the next opportunity that I get. So. Um, Hopefully that's sooner than later. Right. Um, now, since you're not technically, well, not at all, on the Pulpamex show right now, what would you actually say to Steve Mathis every time he makes fun of you for, for enjoying off-road? It's funny because... Because uh, he so, hates it. He hates he that hates you love it. it. With a passion. <laughs> uh, I can't remember. Something happened recently. Um, oh, I know what it was. Uh, we, when we were going to the Ironman National, like if you type in just where it takes you for for the race, it's actually like way out in this cornfield. So you have to type in uh, Ironman GNCC to get to the track. And I was like, dude, are like, are you gonna be okay with this? Is that, that long, or are you gonna make it to the track tomorrow, or you're just gonna not make it for spite or what? And he didn't find it nearly as funny as I did, but it was funny. <laughs> That's pretty epic. What uh, have you had a chance? I don't know if you if you do podcasts or listen to Pulp Mix or any of that kind of stuff. But some of the 
the banter that they've had back and forth because Steve Mathis just gives him all kinds of shit for his enjoyment of uh, wanting to do off road. That's just wrong. That's just wrong. I mean, goodness gracious, we're riding motorcycles, having a good time. I know, you know? it's funny. But yeah. Steve's whole thing is it's just like, this is your contract. It pays you to race motocross and supercross. This is where you make your money. You know what I mean? And so, uh, so it's. Uh, yeah, I know. I, yeah, 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 yeah. It's good. It's all in good fun, I'm sure. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> um, so 2013 is when you guys did so phenomenal and you did not have a chance to break your motorcycle. Then going into 2014 when you get the mechanical, like, what are some of the memories from those events for you that you've, that you've still kind of, I guess, maybe either recap, relive, or just that, that are some of the more, the higher highlights of those events? Yeah, I mean, obviously 13 was cool for everyone just because uh, it was a big accomplishment for us to be second. Uh, it was only the second time that Americans had been um, better than third uh, at that point. Uh, then we backed it up the next year. But probably the coolest thing is just that Kurt was there in 13 and it was sort of his last six days. And uh, um, just all that stuff kind of sticks out in my mind. And um, yeah, it's something that, that I, I like to remember. Yeah. I can, uh, yeah. That's a tough one. Um, it, it's been re- it's been re- interesting. I, I myself doing a little bit of this post ISDE research, I've kind of, we have. We teamed up with Enduro 21 in 2014 to do a photo epic, and it was a tribute to Kirk Caselli. Um, you know, it was their pictures in our photo epic style, and it's really cool. Like, it's one of those things where I just kind of like went through it, relived it, and that was where I was like, "Oh, I forgot about Zach's mechanical, not racing, this, that, the other." And it was just crazy to see that you guys still did so well. Um, you know, uh, for him kind of a deal. It was it was interesting. Um, 2015 was when we got a chance to see Ryan Sipes get the overall. Um, as an American, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I, I can only imagine That's that you're I mean, excited. It, it's, it's such a hard event to win um, individually as a team. Period. I mean, it's it's hard to keep a bike running for six days, um, not only running but at top level where you can you know win the overall uh, in either individual or uh, you know as a team. I mean, it, it's just a tough race to win. Um, and to be the first American to do it, it's pretty incredible. Um, I mean, props to him. It, it's it's insane. I mean, that's something to really hang your hat on. I'm sure he'll probably be in the Hall of Fame someday for that. And you know, in my book, he he should be. It, it a lot. Your average American just doesn't have any idea how many really really fast guys there are from all the different countries. I mm. mean, the competition there is is unbelievable. I mean. Um, and I, like I said, I've been a bunch of times and, and it, you know, some years are more than others, but still just the, the sheer number of, of super fast guys that are there. And, and, uh, but like Zach just said, you got to keep the bike together and run in tip top all week. And you've got to make it through every one of those five or six or seven sprint tests every day without making a major mistake to, to win that thing. So yeah. you got to be blazing fast and you got to put it together just race after race after race and then the transfer too like sometimes you guys have talked about how some of the transfer sections are gnarly as well though they're not for speed right Uh, you still got to get there i've been to to some years where the transfers were just ridiculous like full-on last man standing style transfer spots and some years it's not like argentina the last one he went to (laughs) we were pretty much you know riding through the desert you know looking around (laughs) trying to figure out what to do with the transfers but you know uh sardinia had cool transfers it was like colorado by the ocean the sardinia i would like go back to ride again like just to ride it was all (laughs) see the last part of the week was really really good 
Yeah, you go just for vacation riding. It, it was yeah. seriously Colorado. So are we putting Ocean. that together? Seat Time Adventures? Oh, yeah. Next Seat Time Adventures in Sardinia. That was going to be a little pricey. <laughs> hey, Zach said he was going. <laughs> oh, he's in? He's okay, going to be our Hollywood writer. Yeah, sounded like it to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's, the, that's what we need to step it up. We just need a Zach Osborne on our trip and... Just right, fuck, we're famous. The year you went to watch Germany had some some transfers that you know to remember. Yeah. I wasn't just watching Brian; I was yeah. taking oh. pictures too. Yeah, you come into Germany, and I remember you drop down off a hill, and there'd be like a hundred and fifty cars lining each side of the road. Yes, and there was people walking down the road <laughs> with beer and flags, and you're just like, oh crap, what's down what's down there? I was definitely one of the guys with the beer and a camera. Right. Like, I, was, I was like, I was waiting. I was like, going to the beer tent. Like, whatever oh, you do, our guys are coming. I'm going to take pictures. Yeah, whatever you do, don't go where the guys at the bottom of the hill point you because that's not going to be good. That's not the way to do it. Not the way to go. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So, um, we've had a couple changes. You know, we got the smaller teams right this year, mm-hmm. uh, and, and there's there's all kinds of reasons. Uh, I mean. In my mind, financially, that makes a lot of sense. We've seen some declines. We've seen, you know, in Argentina, when everybody went to South America, you saw barely, like, I would say, what, a third of the teams didn't go because of the travel distance. I mean, that's kind of here. Because they were small more than anything. Just because of the, 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 the crazy terrain or the travel and money or what? Just the whole thing was crazy. Yeah. Like, I always tell people of my two, two ISDs, I got one that was a vacation and then one that was more like, yeah, not a vacation. <laughs> the, the one in Sardinia, I mean, we were like, uh, the, the hotel was like 5Ks from the beach, which was on the Mediterranean. And um, yeah, in, in Argentina, it was literally like mud huts and nothing there. It was it was terrible. <laughs> yeah. I found some good wine, wineries in Argentina, but, you know, you had to get a little out of town. That's how you that. made it uh, manageable? Right, right. Yeah. But wouldn't quite like snorkeling uh, in the Mediterranean at, on, at Sardinia. Oh, you guys are really making this sound awesome, and I just need to find a way to sell another kid and make I, it happen. I think the, the smaller team, I really think it's going to make more countries competitive for World Trophy, though, because it's a lot easier to come up with four top-level fast guys than it is to come up with six top-level well, like, fast guys. But you're, you're traveling with four guys. You're working on four bikes. You're traveling for them. You know what I mean? Like It, it seems like... Not it's not just one less dude. It's one less entire system of a team to pay for. Oh, you know, there's no drops though now, so uh, oh, every score counts okay, okay. for all the riders. Whereas previously, the six man trophy team only your five scores counted right, each right. day. Now it's four guys, but every score counts. So so it actually, I mean, it'll allow more teams to be competitive. But at the same time, if you make a mistake, you'll be you'll drop out faster. Yeah. So. Interesting. Well, yeah, uh, I think it's a little more pressure on the guys that are that are in it. Um, you know, I know like the whenever I dropped out the first day in Sardinia, then everyone was freaking out because then they had to count every score. You know, no matter no matter the case, and then there was some adversity during the middle of the week and stuff. So it was it was tough, and I think it'll be the same with the four man thing. I I kind of don't like it. I mean, I haven't really done it enough to say yes or no but i think that it like brian said that it's it's kind of easier to come up with four guys than than six and i just think that you know the elite elite like france and the u.s and australia and those teams are going to be kind of held down a little bit tighter to the to the other teams who maybe could have come up with four guys all along but couldn't come up with six you know Right. So in that in that sense, I think it kind of dumbs it down a little bit, but it may make it even more intense at the same time, just because all four scores count. Do you, Do you think uh, if you were on trophy team this year, 
um, knowing that that there was no room for error, do you think you'd ride a little bit more conservative than you would have, knowing that's, that that, was, that there was exactly what I was that thinking. If you made a mistake, your your score could possibly be left out for that day. It's hard to say. I'm when when your score when you know your score counts, you can't really be conservative. At the same time, you know I, I understand that angle, but you would have to kind of find a happy medium there to where you're sending it, but you know within reason because yeah your score is going to count but if you're being super conservative your score is going to count and not be that good so it's uh it's a little bit of a catch-22 i mean i know in in my first year there weren't a lot of tests where i was like really really killing it but i was never you know like oh man this is going to count you know so it's a tough situation there's uh there's always some top names that go out on the first couple days from crash or or bike or whatever so it's it's a tough deal absolutely i mean it's it's i mean just look at our team last year even with six riders i mean you had caleb crash out and you had thad had a bike failure and i mean it and it's it's a, just a really and really taylor tough Robert event getting yeah taylor taylor got got punted so um it, it's just a really really tough event with a lot of variables and uh, it, a, a lot of americans don't understand and a lot of uh you know both off-roaders and motocrossers here in the u.s don't understand that six days is really two things one you have you got to have awesome sprinter speed because you got to lay down these fast test times um and then the rest of the day you just got to make no mistakes and get through without tearing up your motorcycle so mm-hmm. you've got the enduro aspect but you also have the pure sprinter aspect and assuming no one messes up in the enduro part, then it comes down to you know who who had their hair on fire the best and laid down the best <laughs> sprinter times. And and uh, most people when they hear the word enduro, you know they they don't think it's about pure speed. But right. when nobody makes them uh, has a bike failure or or does something stupid, it it really comes down to just pure you know pure raw speed at six days. That's gonna be interesting. Well. Um, so as we kind of close up here, what are your thoughts a little bit on the motocross destinations? Uh, I think it's it sucks that it kind of went the way it did. I think that though the results are awesome for what it was, though at the same time, um, I, I so just and then also too, you race motocross and supercross professionally, right? Like you are in these situations way more than gentlemen like ourselves are. With what happened with Jason Anderson. Is that ever an expectation that that could even be a possibility for the end of a race to get landed on? Ah, uh, I don't know. It's it's a bizarre situation. Like you could blame it either way. I mean, that Jason was going really slow and the guy was just trying to finish his race, but I mean, he was a lap down. Right. You know, like Yeah, it's it seems so crazy, you know, but but it's like again, like that's why it's like it I'd rather I'd rather hear at least like your opinion because it's like that's the thing is it's I would have the same reactions. It's like well, one dude was slowing down because he was winning, the other guy was like I'm I'm finishing, yay! So it seems yeah, just crazy. It's, it's like, just a it's a tough situation. I mean, like when I first saw it, I was like, oh my god, what is this dude doing? That he's such an idiot, you know. And then whenever I watched it again, I'm like, well, you know, Jason was going really slow, but at the same time, I mean, it's just a it's just a crazy situation. Like, I mean, how many times? Especially in professional racing, have you ever seen that? I've never ever seen it, you know. So it's just uh, one of those deals. It's a racing incident, and I think that they did well considering that they only had, you know, it's another one of those deals. Only, only five scores counted, and and Cooper knew that going into the last race, and 
he was giving it his best. So um, it, it's just a tough deal. I mean, yeah. um, the two to go they had at one, and and uh, they came home with third. So it's just hard. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it, it's awesome to see him doing so well, though. I think like. You know, oh, I mean, yeah. It's like, because the thing is, it's like, if that hadn't happened, you know, that Jay, obviously with Jason Anderson winning, like, he probably, I mean, there's, there's no asterisks in racing. We know that, but he probably would have been at least top three, if not top five again. Like, yeah. And then absolutely. we would have had a really good shot at winning. It's just crazy. And then, of course, they, it, it comes out today that the motocross designations in Glen Helen has been canceled, um, <laughs> which is kind of crazy. Um, but I guess, like, bad turnout, they're probably worried about money and, Excuse me, and they just want to maximize that cap that the the capabilities of how much they can make, and I guess they're going to move it probably not somewhere in the states. They're probably going to bring it back somewhere in Europe where they feel like they can, you know, get more fans and make more money off of the off of the event. Yeah, I read today maybe Germany or England, but I don't know which track in in either country. I know that it won't be in America, but I mean, I don't really understand it. I think there's a lot of other tracks that are capable that even have held it before, like Colorado or. Bud's Creek, or I mean, Redbud. Redbud's never had a nations that I know of. I mean, that would be an epic uh, venue for us, you know. Um, there's a a lot of options, so I don't know. Maybe there's a little bit of uh, of underlying things that we'll never know. So it's yeah. kind of weird. Got to be some crazy politics going on there. Yeah, it's got to be. And some there's crazy probably politics. a lot of dollar signs going on there as well. Yeah. You know. Well, Zach, I, I know that you've taken some time away from your dad life to, to chat with us on the uh, on the show, and we obviously really appreciate you taking your time to uh, share those opinions with us and have fun. We do hope to see you back uh, racing at the ISDE in some time of the near future, and when you do that, that might be just after your birthday again, and you can come back on the show, and we can talk about you being awesome. Yeah, awesome. Thank you guys for having me. Brian, please send me your address again. I'll get it out this week, I promise. Awesome, buddy. Wait, was Take he care, talking man. to me or you? Story. <laughs> oh, damn it. I haven't gotten a jersey in so long. That one on your wall, though, is pretty sick. I'd, I'd pay a lot of money for that. I have, It has That's, not moved. This yeah. The day it showed up, it hasn't moved. And obviously, for reasons now, it will never move from that spot. The, the NOEA jersey, which is from the New Orleans Enduro Association in southern Louisiana... That will move before the Caselli jersey ever moves from that spot. Yeah, so, this one's classic. Yeah, yeah it's not going it's badass. anywhere. Well, dude, we really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you much for being who you are and for and, uh, being and coming on the show. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. Woo-hoo. Take care, buddy. Peace. Yep. Well, um, yeah. for one of the things that we didn't get a chance to talk about too, too much, and, and, and uh, for good reason, um, cheating at the ISDE. Is that, or could that be a thing? You have been to so many of them, right, that I feel like you could be somebody who's going to be able to shed some light on the situation um, for, and then now that it's four people and that, that what you guys just expressed, how that now it's that much tighter. You don't get any drops, right? Like, could it even, is it a thing? And now, could it even be more of a thing? You've got, um, you know, a lot of pride and a lot of pressure. Um, and, and a lot of people spend a lot of money to, to you know, put these efforts to get for, together. And, and yeah, there's, there's people breaking the rules. There's, uh, there's things that... And, and you're also talking about lots of, of open country a lot of times mm-hmm. in the transfers where, true. Um, you know, things, things can happen. And... and uh, 
um, people want to win real, real bad, and countries want to win real, real bad, and they'll do pretty much whatever it takes. And, and uh, you know, I remember, um, you know, way back when I was on junior team in the in the mid-'90s. And, and, uh, the what year ju- was that? 96. So I graduated the, high school in 97. Yeah, the... Uh, um, yeah, you're not that much younger than me. So, nope. yeah. Um, <laughs> the, uh, um, I just ju- took a lot longer to get even halfway decent at riding a motorcycle yeah. than you did. Back then, the juniors and trophies were, were mixed together. Right. And uh, I just can remember every time I'd like come out of the, the forest. And uh, in Europe, it's the forest. You're never in the woods. You're in the forest. Um, so you'd, you'd pop out of the forest, and, and uh, there'd be you know 30, 30 chase riders there on bikes that were identical to the sticker to their racer's bike <laughs> i mean you you could not tell the bikes apart if you saw them side by side and you know why on earth would that be why would that bike be that identical to their rider's right. motorcycle mm. um so i mean there there's obviously things that happen and then you got uh you know a big event with a lot of ground to cover and you you the most of the the workers are are either you know paid very small amounts of money or they're they're volunteers right. that are from local motorcycle clubs and and uh, you know and, and they do their best um, you know I, I had a that year when I was on junior team I, I remember you know having a failure and, and man there was there was somebody on me pretty quick there was a trail marshal on me pretty quick watching me making sure nothing sketchy went on and and uh, and so they're trying but they they can't be everywhere and yep. they they can't yeah. control everything and and uh and and sadly you know some of these teams will will go outside the rules to to do what they need to do to to win and uh anyway it it happens and and it's disappointing you would hope that you would never have to think or, or worry about that but it's it's sadly it's reality and and you hear stories about it every year you hear stories about uh this team and this rider did did this or or did that and 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 uh, i'm sure not not all of it's true but i'm sure some of it probably is yeah um that's tough uh yeah and it's one of those deals where you know how many times in the early 90s or whatever were people riding bikes that weren't the cc they said they were right like and you know they tried to test for that kind of stuff and they're going to tear them down after certain whatever whatever happens but I mean, Chris Kiefer got the nickname Big Boar somehow. Uh, you know, I remember <laughs> e- even at qualifiers in the U.S. watching people get torn down at qualifiers. Um, and you don't, I, I haven't seen that in years. But uh, I remember seeing people being torn down at six days and at qualifiers, seeing what was going on. Uh, um, I, the, I remember the same thing way back in, in the mid-'90s, uh, being at, at one of the six days, and um, a rider on my row – um, the three riders on my minute, we were coming in at the very end of the day and one of the bikes, uh, we were on 125, two strokes, all of us. And, and one of the bikes on the road, as we were hauling tail, trying to get in to get as much time to work on our bikes as possible because they didn't have pre-finishes back then. Now they have the pre-finish to make you check up instead of just hauling ass in. And, and uh, but, uh, I mean, his bike just I mean, seized up on the road, Ugh. and the other guy on the road, the other guy whose bike was still running was Australian, so we could speak good English back and forth, and we were like, oh, he's toast. He just locked that thing up solid, and and I, I remember, you know, we, we were real close to the pit, and, and he just hopped off once his bike stopped rolling and pushed as fast as he can, and as soon as I got to the U.S. pit, I, I yelled at Dave Bertram, who was the, the U.S. team manager at the time, and said, hey, 
you know, I'm not going to name any names because <laughs> this person's still around, but I was like, hey, so-and-so's bike just uh, locked up solid right beside me on the road, clear as could be. I know that noise, and he had to push it in. And he was like, okay, we're going to go run down there. He's like, I'm going to get a marshal, and we're going to run down there and watch that, that team's pit. And they watched <laughs> him pull, they watched him, you know, pull the seat and tank, and, and then they pulled the, the pipe off. And they looked underneath up into the cylinder with a flashlight and they all just kind of started shaking their heads and then two more would kind of look up in there and they'd shake their heads and they they hung the pipe back on the handlebar and they slapped the seat in the tank just set them on there because uh you know all that stuff has to go into impound you know whatever the whole bike has to go into impound basically and and uh i was like well that's weird why the hell are they bothering to push that thing into impound and the next morning, we, uh, you know, show up for the race, and, and they let you in to work period exactly 15 minutes right. before start time. Let you in, and you, you kind of walk up, uh, and you get your bike, and you push it to the edge of the work period, and then 10 minutes exactly, and you're not allowed to do anything other than push on the handlebars, but 10 minutes exactly before your start time, you push into the work area, and you do what all of your work is where you get to the start line and have to go in, in that 10-minute window. And that rider, you know, went in with us, me and the Australian, who that guy's still around too. We, we all pushed in together and pushed our bikes. And me and the Aussie were just like, what, what are you doing? You know, and, and he, this guy spoke no English at all. Um, and uh, he, he pushed to his, his team thing when they let him into work period. And he bolted the pipe back on. And he bolted the tank back down and bolted the seat back down. And when it became our minute, we all three pushed up onto the start line. Uh, and they counted down and told us to go, and his motor started first kick and sounded like a brand new bike. And both me and the Aussie, we were just tripping. We were pissed. We were just like, "Are you flipping kidding me?" You know. It and that it happened to be in the country that that rider rode for was the host country of the event that year. So the only thing that I can assume, which uh, you know, forgive me, I know assuming makes assholes out of you and me, but uh, <laughs> the only thing I can assume is that during the middle of the night, um, the Husqvarna motor ferries um, put a new motor in that thing. That's the only only way that baby was fired up without ever having the cylinder pulled off of it. Um, so so there, and, and that was a long time ago, and you know. Maybe it's not that bad anymore. Maybe it's the same. Yeah, it, it's really, it's really hard to say. But um, by far, the majority of riders are are doing everything the right way, um, trying to win the honest way. But uh, you know, just like at your your local races, you know, there's always somebody who takes a line that they shouldn't. It's it's uh, you know, it's it's disappointing and and <laughs> those know. damn blue lines. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's there. You know, it's funny um the the race at my place this weekend yeah um the uh minis and ladies raced first yep. on sunday okay and then the second race was the pro expert intermediate race okay i ran that race with drew higgins who we're going to have on here in a minute and then uh the third race was the amateur race and and i love me some amateurs okay i i understand that it's all relative they get the same sensations that pros do just at a different speed and they're having frankly they're probably having more fun than we oh, are yeah. you know um there's many many days where i'm like man what on earth did i ever sign up in the pro class for this is a terrible idea um but your thumbs think the same thing yeah both of my thumbs trying to get ready for six <laughs> days yeah i've been 
doing great. I didn't wear my braces, you know. Sean didn't think I should have them on TV or internet, whatever. Did get my steroid shots today, though. <laughs> so, but, uh, um, but anyway, you know, they, they always say pro lines. They, when, they, when they see a short line, everybody says, oh, that's, a, that's a one of those most pro lines. It's amazing. I go around the track in the pro race, and I put barrels. You've been to my races. Mm-hmm. I, my grass tracks, I use barrels for the inside of the turns. There will never be a mark inside a barrel at the end of the pro race. At the end of, of uh, the amateur race, it's amazing how these pro lines develop in the amateur race. <laughs> I, I, it doesn't make sense. It's is the that, outside of the turn, right? Right. Barrel's the outside of yeah, the turn. Yeah, yeah. It's something that's strange. <laughs> but the pro lines always develop during the, the amateur race. Uh, it's, it's a very strange phenomenon, and I, I have not, not sure exactly... What's going on there? Um, have some suspicions. Well, I am going to be racing the National Enduro in Oklahoma on October 22nd, right? Yeah. And I'm on low 62, right? Yeah. So I'm just really hoping there's a lot of pro lines. Yeah. You're going to need a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Steve, let's get uh, Mr. Drew Higgins called into the show while Brian and I keep making fun of the fact that uh, I ride... You, you know, a motorcycle, I think, is the best thing to say. I don't really have a style for, anymore. There's for no all thing. of you people out there watching this that have never seen him ride, he's actually a much better rider than he leads on on this show. So, uh, you know, or he was at one point at some sometime. Do you remember the time that uh, we went and rode together and I was chasing you down? And, and we were for fun, right? Not in a race or anything like that. And you were like, do you only ride good when you don't know where you're going? Yeah, I do. <laughs> because whenever we'd like ride laps on something, you're just terrible. I'm like, really, dude? I'm like, come on, you know? Like, yeah, but we'd go to an like, enduro, we'd go somewhere and like, and like, like times where like yeah, I could you, almost finished a minute out, not anymore. He was the double A on the row in front of me in the Texas Enduros for a full year. Um, the the uh, the last year I raced him and. Anyway, it, it would take me the full test most of the time to catch you, you know, if I caught you. And uh, and we go ride a, a track that's like a minute and a half lap time, and I could catch him in like three minutes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's, uh, it sucks. It all sucks. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, most people I need more go. practice with the Brian Story training facility. Yeah. Like, look what, look, look what happened to Drew when I he started. I don't know what happened to Drew. Look Drew, what, where's your video? Drew, Drew started. He, he's been moving on here since We've he got, been through this. Yeah, you, you, you look like a, a blue dot you look with like a, a DH blue dot on it. With, yeah. With uh, initials, Drew. Yeah. You not see me? No, no. You got no we got no video. Did your mom tell so. you to not show your face? Uh, hey, there you go. This is literally the crotch shot. No. <laughs> Look at oh, Obies, we're looking up. <laughs> we're looking up. <laughs> Looks like we're looking up from his wiener. That's this is terrible. the complete opposite of a POV shot. <laughs> okay, there. That's better. Yeah, that's better. I appreciate oh the response. Oh, my God. It got so weird the there for a second. Well, I was going to get tired. Right? That's what I did tell you. I said, like, make sure you prop your phone up on something so you don't have to hold it up. Did, the did whole you go time. to the gym already today? Yep. Yeah? Okay, good. Were you showing us your calluses? What put, was put, that? Put some work in today, did we? Good. All right. No, I put work in the morning. Yeah. No. Oh, this morning or tomorrow morning? Tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. What, what about this morning? Mm, that was Jim. Yeah. Jim. No, tomorrow tomorrow morning, we're, me, me and Drew, we're, we're going to, you know. Hit it? We had a, I, I, I told him <laughs> Sunday on the start line, okay, 
I looked over at Drew and his dad, Kyle, on the start line because we lined up side by side Are this you weekend. Have your second beer on the and, and I, I explained to him, and very calmly, that I was it was okay for him to win at my race, but I was going to pull the whole shot and I was going to lead the first lap. And his him and his dad both kind of chuckled at me, but. I wasn't kidding. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was okay for him to win. I was just going to pull the whole shot and lead the first lap. So, anyway, what what happened, Drew? How did did it go? Talk us through this, Drew. Mm, Well, I followed you for the first two miles, Uh. and then we popped out in that field. (laughs) I decided I needed to go around you. So, so... Well, he's not explaining that really, really well. So, so <laughs> I, he did not tell it the way that I wanted to tell it. Unfortunately, right, right. But you so did get the whole shot. I did get the whole shot. Yes, and uh, were there at least they, three of you guys there? And they, they they were starting us halfway around the track, so the chances of me actually leading the whole first lap after getting the whole shot were, were better, much better than normal. Okay, so I really felt like I had odds here, and then I had my my homie behind me you know it just you know I was, I, I was pacing him you know i was helping him get used to the the dirt you know so that when we finished the first the lap lines. he'd be able to really those, those go you know and somebody couldn't hold their water you know we're like 300 yards from the end of the first lap and somebody couldn't hold their water so yeah it, I, i'm still disappointed <laughs> jeez drew you couldn't just give him the first lap Right. I'm old, dude. you got to give me something every now and then. Respect your elders or they won't come on your damn show. Right. I mean, I'm going to make him sit out the first moto at my place tomorrow morning. <laughs> oh, burn. No. Burn. no. <laughs> not happening. Not, not happening. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, what time do you get up and do your workouts and, and things of that nature? Uh, I usually get up about 6.30. You know what? 6.30 is when I get done working out, bro. How many ni- uh, how many nineteen year olds do you know that get up and work out at six thirty? Uh, it took me till I was until I was twenty nine. You, you know to give a so shit and get up and do that. When we started this show, I talked about how Beer? yeah how Drew does the work and he's continually yes, made yes. steps forward every year because he does the work. I mean, and that's an example of it. I mean, it's 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 been from you know looking looking you know at him as he's grown up it's been really 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 impressive and so obviously the the lord blessed him with some talent but he works his ass off thank god because he's certainly not gonna be a model yeah no no shit yeah so (laughs) we we're doing the doing the best we can with what we got here okay wear a helmet (laughs) wear a helmet right but but, yeah you know if i ever need so if i ever get the chance to go ride and need somebody to ride with there's always drew is always down for some motos he is always ready for some motos and uh if he can't do that then he's going to the gym and and look where it got him you know so we had a little press release today that i i saw on, on social media he did awesome Tell- last year in the double A expert class of the National Enduro Series, right? The NEPG. This year, you go into the pro class, sitting sixth right now uh, in points. I After how many races? How many rounds are we in? We got eight. One left, so number nine coming. So that's pretty good, dude. You got to, and, and I think points wise, if things went your way, you could get into the top five. Um, but you mm-hmm. do have somebody sitting right behind you in seventh, about, about four points away. Um, Who's right behind you? Nick. Yeah. Oh, Nick Ferringer. Yeah, Ferringer. Yeah. Fa-ringer, as he likes to call it. Um, So that's pretty darn good. That's some rare air. That's some rare air for a 19-year-old. I don't know what that means. It's 
it's it's a little over your head. We'll talk about it, it after like the show. Old Texas thing? I don't. Yeah, no. We'll, we'll explain it when <laughs> okay, we got more time. Break it down for me. when We got more time. <laughs> We're gonna get a good ten minutes to make sure he figures right. This so kind of stuff so out. tell us what uh, what's the plan for next year? Uh, we had we saw some pictures on uh, social media today. Heard a little rumbling before that, and saw some some pictures on social media today uh, with uh, some different colors on. Tell tell us what the plan is. Uh, so I'm gonna be doing the. National Enduros full-time and option to do the Sprint Enduros, which I probably will do those just for seat time because there's only going to be nine National Enduros next year. And, I mean, that's not enough to stay sharp. But trying to decide now from the 250 to 300, so I'm going to start doing some testing right after the last National Enduro gets over and make that call soon. Yeah. But uh, And then in some, like, one-off races here and there, Maybe a GNCC at the first part of the year. I'm not too sure. Because it's all really of, because of the fact that Drew. It, so the thing is, is he's going to show up at Brian Story's track at 8 a.m. and go do moto training. At about 3 p.m., he's going to show up at my office and we're going to do some press release training because he didn't even mention the team that he's going to be riding for next year, which would be Beta. Beta USA, so he's going to be on the factory team riding the National Enduros, obviously, with an option to ride for the full gas sprint Enduros. So Drew needs a little bit of training. I'm going to get a mic in front of him. We're going to do some camera work and make sure that he has a little bit more panache to he, be able to bring in the heat. He, he didn't mention the fact that, you know, that he was going to have to figure out when all the races at the Story Farm were and make sure those were on his schedule because he, he, doesn't, he, doesn't, so he doesn't, doesn't miss the, those. Pat, pass you again? <laughs> right, 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 right. So he could go. Just living up the old times, getting passed <laughs> right. by Drew Higgins. Right. Well, okay. a little quicker than the time before. Let's talk about the 250 versus 300. This would be interesting. So what have you been riding, you know, throughout, you know, your your years now up in, up until the day? Uh, I've been running the 250 for like five years now, so. Have you ever ridden much, a 300? Yes, I, I rode one just recently, and uh, I liked it a lot. I mean, you can be a little bit more smoother on it, I think, and you I mean, don't get as much wheel spin. And recently, I've figured out that, I mean, I'm, I ride the 250 pretty hard, and it's not, it's kind of working to my disadvantage a lot of times, I think, with, I mean, not going forward, just spinning, and I think a 300 will fix that in a lot of areas. So, I don't know, it's something to test. I'm not for sure if it's going to be my fix, but I'd like to try it. So, yeah. so what he's saying to, the, to, to y'all in the masses to what, what he's what, to, to the to the, the general folk out here. What he's saying is, when you're in mega good shape and you want to go really fast, and you come out of every corner with the throttle pinned and clutching it on a you know a nasty fast 252 stroke, it spins the tire a whole bunch. Um, frankly, I'm not in good enough shape to ride one that hard, so I, I don't experience this issue he has. No, <laughs> <laughs> you still have jacked up thumbs. <laughs> but he rides, he rides the crap out of it. you Sean's boobs too much? Is that the- there might be a little big. That might be my issue, okay. you know? Because you can... I, I saw in a movie once you can sprain a thumb doing that. Well, you sprained both of them, so <laughs> <laughs> we know how this has turned out. Right, but no, the, 300, the 300 might work for Drew. You never know. He's, he's probably going to have to do some back-to-back testing and see what, what works better. And I've done that with some other people before where we've tested 250s versus 300s, and 
And uh, some people can adapt to the 300 and roll the throttle and, and be smoother and, and hook up better, and, and it actually makes them put out faster times. And then some people hop on the 300s and still ride it exactly the way they did their 250 on just pinned and clutching it. And the extra torque makes them bounce off every tree in the forest. Mm. So um, hopefully uh, Drew will do the, the former and not the latter. Yeah. Uh, it, it, <laughs> uh, so how much testing have you had a chance to do on the betas? Uh, none at all so far. Uh, okay, okay. I mean, have you had a chance to ride one? Uh, not yet. Oh, <laughs> sight unseen. We get, we got, he's, he's got faith in beta. He's got faith there's in beta. There's nothing wrong with that. And no, there's yeah. some good people there. Um, I know it's really exciting that Beta uh, brought Rodney Smith on. Oh, heck I yeah. mean, Rodney, the wealth of knowledge you've got with that individual and, and just uh, the way he was a true professional and, and was always prepared in every way with the motorcycle and, and physically in every way. And, and now Drew has someone like that um, that he can, he can go to on a regular basis. Um, I, I feel like that's uh, – and obviously Beta already had some good people in place, but – but I think uh, Rodney is is really going to help move that team forward. Yeah, I mean that's got to be pretty cool. I mean, so in, in in the signing with Beta and all that kinds of stuff, what has been the talk of what and how and where and the why and the when of Rodney Smith being involved with with gentlemen like yourself who are going to be on the Beta USA team? I mean, we have access to go out to his place this winter and train with him and. I'm probably going to do that first, uh, send my first practice bike out there and do a couple days testing with him or maybe a week or something and see where we can get a starting point at. Um, He's going to be at a lot of the races, I think, for riding coach or whatever you want to call it, Um, just giving us pointers and everything. So he's pretty much just at our whatever. we can just go to him and we have a problem is the way I see it. I like how he's like, he's at our beckoning call. Like, Mr. <laughs> Rodney Smith, this is Drew Higgins. I have an issue I'd like to discuss. <laughs> I just feel like two-thirds of the way of the throttle, as it's coming into that last third, it's just like, I don't know. It's not right. Yeah, I, I imagine Rodney's got bikes now, too, and Rodney's probably doing testing on his own, I would assume. Oh, and, yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, that... I mean, when I first did nationals in the in the early 1990s, uh, Rodney was, you know, Rodney was was one of the guys who was the guy right. here here in the U.S. and and uh, you know his equipment was was really good and his preparation, like I said before, was was just phenomenal and 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 yeah, you know, I told Drew the the other day, you know, that 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 was a really exciting addition for me and and really gave me a lot of confidence in in the situation he's moving into just because when I was young and, and started doing nationals, Rodney was one of the the first guys that that would really help me and, and give me advice and and uh and you know the everything he said to me you know it i soaked it up best i can and and it worked everything he ever mentioned to me he was always right he he had it dialed so um and i i can only imagine he's you know he, he's learned more and and is even even better since then so yeah um he might be uh he might be pretty good out on his own home track there too drew so yeah don't, <laughs> don't think you're gonna pass him off the first lap buddy uh, yeah, no joke. do you know what the suspension situation is looking like going into 2017 i know that you know these uh they were running marzocchi's for a while and then marzocchi 
the the mountain bike side got bought out. Did the dirt bike side go under? Like within, so it's like, is it all socks? I heard I heard point? Ducati bailed out Marzocchi. Um, I believe I read that in Cycle News that that Ducati bailed them out because they uh, they most of the production forks I believe on Ducatis were were Marzocchis and and so they were going to have to go to another supplier and and I heard they they bought into them to mm. to keep the the ball rolling. Um, but I believe the betas are, are socks. And is that what uh, yeah. what what they are currently, Drew? Yeah, I think they're socks front and rear now. Okay. Yeah, I mean, um, I thought, go ahead. I thought they had a Fox shock on the rear, but I'm not too sure. I, I think some of the guys on the beta team this year yeah. um, have have uh, been sponsored by them and have, have run some of the Fox shocks. Um, oh, okay. But the, that sock shock, uh, I've worked on several um, – I worked on – done suspension on a couple of uh 15 and 16 betas at the at the shop and uh you know that sock shock is is almost just like a, a good old 46 kyb shock it's really really similar so it's not mystery suspension it may be a name that a lot of people right. don't know but it's quality good uh good metal good components with uh you know good machining tolerances and and it's they're they're not reinventing the world um it's not a, a crazy different design fork or shock. It's a yeah. traditional design fork and shock. So it's something that, that uh, you know, people shouldn't be scared of. We don't have triple chamber air stuff. Right. Uh, Drew, with all of your uh, – I like the fact that Brian says you put in the work, and that obviously is what's going to get you to where you're at. But has there been any kind of like aha moments for you um, within having done so well in the double a expert class last year and then now being in the pro class for the national enduro something that just kind of like clicked and you were like oh my god this made such a difference when i started uh, uh i think suspension is one of the biggest things that i've figured out that made me go faster um nothing in the past year i think is <laughs> i've had like a no like man, this made me go a lot faster. None of those, and that's that's when it gets kind of frustrating. Here lately, is you're trying to find the speed, but it it doesn't come as easy as it used to. Because mm-hmm. I mean, you're only talking seconds here and there, and those are going to be the hardest to find. But uh, I mean, nothing crazy lately. Didn't didn't you know. get into a uh, uh, started doing more weight training this year, and and you saw some benefits from that, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I did do that. I try to put on a little bit of weight and I've noticed that I can be a lot more uh, I can manhandle the bike a lot better and I don't get near as tired but uh, I mean putting in motos during the week is I think is the most beneficial I mean you gotta be in riding shape versus gym shape yep I feel like if I if I would put on some weight I'd probably do better too but the right kind of weight yeah got it yeah I agree with motos though. We we have a training program. Me and Drew do. We uh, you know we give me a, a, a head start like a big one, and then he thirty seconds <laughs> go. <laughs> oh, typically more than that. <laughs> and then he chases me down, but it seems to work pretty well, you know. So I I run like a scared little girl, and uh, and then he he runs me down he anyway. Beats you like a rape right, tape, right? Yeah, something like that. So that's what we're gonna do tomorrow. You know, we'll go out there and and uh, I usually talk a little trash to get him fired up just to make sure he's on on tip top and that fired up. Look at this guy. <laughs> right? He laughs at me because he's like, "Oh my god, like I've rode with this guy a 100 times and I run him down every time and he still talks smack." 
He's <laughs> like, you don't know me, do you? <laughs> we'll have we'll have Cole there tomorrow too. Oh yeah, we got we, oh, we got a we got a fast crew, so oh, it's gonna wow. be t- tomorrow morning. It's gonna be uh, me and and my son Christopher, uh, who's who's a local pro, and yep. and then Drew, and then Cole Kirkpatrick. So we're gonna have a Ooh. we're gonna have us a little little four way moto throwdown. It'll be definitely some helmet definitely cam a, a significantly this? faster crew than than the usual. So yeah, we need some helmet cam footage of that for the Seat Time channel. Yeah, uh, we should we should. We you know, I know, I agree. Bring bring your uh, bring your uh, camera there, Drew. Okay. Yeah, I got it. You bring got the it. GoPro camera. Right there we go. We'll start. We'll we'll uh, we'll have us some some inverted motos. We'll line everybody up from slow to fast and throw down. <laughs> hey, you know it's it's the the best training for racing is racing. They say. Yeah, especially when you're chasing yep. down old dudes. <laughs> That's right. The problem is, is I would be the first monkey. But it, it's really a no-win <laughs> situation for Drew, though, because. When he does catch me and prove my talking trash wrong, all I have to say is, so what? I'm 43. You know? Yeah. You were supposed to catch me. <laughs> yeah. You should have caught me 10 seconds so earlier, Jack. Yeah, I'm like, dude, you should have caught me the lap before. I don't know what you're talking trash about. <laughs> does everybody jump the, the, the bigger jump there? Well, out of the crew that'll be there tomorrow, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not not everybody jumps it, but everybody be that'll a, be there I tomorrow really will be jump able it. To jump that jump! It is not that it's that it's big. Bigger. It's bigger. Yeah, we it, we made it bigger recently. Oh. <laughs> so it's like I, I don't know what four, fourth gear, pretty much on it now, huh? Oh uh, yeah, it's a it's pretty far. I mean, I, what do you say? It's eighty feet. Yeah, pro- probably eighty foot. So that's that's what that's what your your uh, six days at National Enduro guys are doing for training now. We're hucking eighty foot doubles, you know, wide open in fourth gear. <laughs> Not this white boy. <laughs> so, uh, and and really, like at six days, the cross test can be a full on moto track, or or it could be a great big grass track. But a lot of them are full full on moto tracks with with real, and you get no practice. I mean, you get to walk it, and yeah. then you got to go. That's why I go to guys like Zach Osborne, or, or I've gone to Ryan Sipes in the past, and be like, "Hey, how hard should I hit this one?" You know, and, and like Ryan's like, "Well, this one, this speed, this one, that speed." Zach, everything I ask him about, hard as you can, hard as you can. <laughs> Same thing every time. Uh, speaking of that, when are you going to potentially try to go to six days, Mister Drew Higgins? Uh, I don't know. Hopefully soon. Maybe the next year or two. Yeah, I, I think uh, you yeah. know. Right now, with with the the Baylor brothers um, and Bollinger, you mm-hmm. know, they they've been on the team several times, yes. and, and I think it would be it's going to be really really hard for them to put someone else on until one of those guys ages out, um, yeah, just because yeah. the fact that that team's won already, so they're coming yeah. back. But I really believe that that Drew is at the top of the list of uh, you know him and, and like Zach uh, uh, Toth, you know mm-hmm. th- those guys, uh, you know, and Ben Kelly. Those are the guys who really should be the top of the list for the the next crew coming on. So you're just gonna have to beat Ben Kelly and Josh Toth, and you're totally gonna be able to be in that team in the next year or two. No, I say put all three of them on there when the all other right, guys I mean, age out. I'll you listen know? to Brian's story all night long. I'm fine. Yeah. with Yeah. They're rolling right now. Oh yeah, yeah. Those dudes are moving. Yeah, throw some, throw some rocks in front of those guys, and holy cow, it's like they shift up two gears when they see rocks. Yeah. So for for how well you've done at the National Enduros, how does someone like yourself try to be better? And I know this is probably a crappy question, but be better at GNCCs, be better at OMAs, you know, be better at at at, at those type of events, because even though it's still off road racing, it's still so different right from the national enduros format 
Yeah, I mean, I haven't done a, hardly any GNCCs in my career at all. I mean, every time I go, I feel so out of the loop of what to do or how hard to go or anything like that. I mean, I went to Florida this year and crashed within the first thousand yards and <laughs> didn't go very good. But the OMAs are pretty much like a national enduro, I think, as the trail goes. I mean, a lot of them are pretty tight and technical. But, I mean, if you do the two-hour races, I mean, riding around here is about the same thing, a two-hour hair scramble. Or now they have those 45-minute motos. So that's just like pure sprint speed. And I think the like the sprint enduros come in handy there with getting out on the first lap and get going because, I mean, you don't have very much time. Yeah, You, you can purely sprint for 45 minutes, right? Just ask my wife. I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> I try to practice as much as possible, but right. it takes a lot for me to like rack up 45 minutes if you go succinct. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I'm still working on sprinting for 45 minutes. I hadn't made it. Yeah, Sean's told but, me. Yeah, Drew's got what it takes to do the GNCCs, and, and you know he only went to that one. And and um, but you know he's I think would you had a couple of podiums in the OMAs this year? Um, you know, so he's yeah. he's. And then what he does in the national enduro. So clearly he's got the the talent and the and the speed. Um, and it it would just be a deal of him going to some races and and getting comfortable with the GNCCs and the the uh, the terrain and and uh, and whatnot. But he he'd have it. He'd have Rodney it. Smith. Yeah, Rodney. My, Rodney might be able to answer a couple of questions on that. He he won him a, a solid pile of those championships in the in the <laughs> GNCCs. That is very true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and Rodney was a super rounded guy. I mean, he, he did back well then the we, we had the we had the national reliability enduro series back then. Um, that you know was the qualifier series, but it was an actual AMA sprint national championship you know at the time basically and he won several of those and then won gncc championships in the in the same year so um you know that speed transfers over and and uh you know i'm sure drew nailed the gncc thing you know he'd, he'd get good at it now obviously he wouldn't go win right away but he'd go get good at it yeah he'd get he'd get good at it well is so. there anything in that i mean you we were talking about you have the option for the full gas sprinter like if there was if you're in the neighborhood you know a weekend after weekend before another event <clears> has there been any talk in that where you could potentially go hit some gnccs to kind of like you know get get your feet wet if you will yeah i think i could go they i don't think they'd have a problem with it um it'd just be on me to go right uh but, I mean, talking about the GNCCs, I think the biggest thing with those is you got to have your bike set up. And I think Enduros and GNCCs are two different bike setups. And that's my biggest downfall right now is I don't have a suspension that I think is good for those. Um, I think you need a lot stiffer setup nowadays than it used to be where you needed a little bit softer and plusher stuff because hmm. the speeds are so fast. This is true. Caleb uh, Russell uh, moves that motorcycle. and. Not, not unfortunately, but just what it is. Everybody's chasing that guy right well, now. Yeah. So. You know, and, and Drew's been on a very limited budget for oh, yeah. you know, the last few years. And so it doesn't, he, you know, they he hasn't had the money to go and have, you know, all uh, just unlimited different setups and, and different bikes and, 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 and just the ability to go, you know, he goes to every race that he, he can afford to go to at this point. So um this is going to open open new doors for him with this this ride where he can you know keep keep moving forward i mean he went from like i said in the beginning of the show went from um you know racing around here locally and and uh to being on 
Shane Watts team to, to be in on RPM KTM and then now look what he's going to do next year so and even though he said he doesn't see any great difference in his speed those of us that see him on a regular oh, God, ba- yeah, basis yeah. like me and Cole Kirkpatrick had a conversation about Drew the other day and, and talked about you know where he is now compared to where he was um, in the springtime and the two of us who probably ride with him more than anybody else. Uh, well, and he rides with Steve Levan a lot, a lot too, and I'm sure Steve sees it as well. But, uh, I mean, we see a big difference since the springtime, and we see steady movement. We've seen him steadily taking steps forward for multiple years now. And, you know, it, I don't think you're ever going to have a, a massive jump because, like Drew said earlier, the faster you get, each second you try to get is harder to that get than might, the yeah. one you got before. Um, you know, it gets more and more difficult. But he's uh, he keeps – he hasn't seemed to hit a plateau. That's the impressive thing. And, it is and very it, impressive. And I think that's why there were teams that had interest in him going, in, going to next year is the fact that he, he seems to steadily still be climbing and, and hasn't plateaued. So. Well, I've hit a plateau of having kids, and that's why I had a vasectomy um, because <laughs> that shit needed to go back downhill quickly. So I don't want you to have that plateau when it comes to racing motorcycles anytime soon. Uh, anything we did not ask you that is on top of mind or maybe that you wanted to ask us? A wealth of knowledge on this couch. Uh, I can't think of anything right now. God, no more questions. You need, a, you need a PR person so bad, Drew. I do. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you just need a little buddy to come on over, just have some conversations, just... A little bit more energy. I can't think of any right now. She uh, was. Don't 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 let him give you that crap. Gee, man. I will. Yeah, but you know, he he did kind of big time us tonight. You know, did you know what I'm talking about? Because he, what do you what are you like? Thirty miles away from here as a crow flies, oh, something this like is that. So true. Yeah, he's like, nah, I'm not just uh, yeah. Skyping in, bro. But he's he's international <laughs> Skyping superstar in. skyping in. Um, from yeah, uh, Ke- dri- Keller, I Texas, uh, all the way to man, over here in, in so McKinney. Far. You know, fa- you know how the factory guys are. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, I mean, Zach Osborne, like th- he was on the show longer than you've been. Come on, right? Got to, got to get up and ride tomorrow. Oh yeah, right. yeah, it. sure do. <laughs> right. Okay, in a five lap. So last question here in a five lap moto. How how much head start do I, do I need for you not to catch me? Three laps. Five laps on the full thing, big moto tomorrow. He's had, mm. he's had two beers. Uh, probably thirty seconds. What man? He's I I I feel I, I feel no. good about this. You know, I mean, have have been trying to put in some work lately other than the two jacked up thumbs. the fact you can't hold on to your bars. <laughs> I've been having to wear thumb braces every week. I've been putting in work. Yeah. yeah. I've been looking at my bike. So, so, yeah. <laughs> felt, felt pretty good the other day. And, you know, and I was... When you sat on it in the garage while like, I was on the stand. Yeah. No, I'm thinking 30 seconds is only going to get me about three laps. I don't think that'll get me five. Ooh, buddy. <laughs> so, 30 seconds. I appreciate the vote of confidence. Confidence, though, buddy, I really, really do. So, thank you. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I think we did this one day when it was dusty, and I, I gave you fifty. I remembered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's going to be more grip tomorrow, which means people in shape um, are going to be able to go faster. 
I'm afraid that's going to be be bad for Does me. Does that just mean you're going to sink a little bit lower so you can't like yeah. ride the top of the sand? Yeah, my 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 lap times well, and it's rough too because we ran a race out there this oh, weekend, yep. so it's going to be it's pretty gnarly. Gnar. So it was pretty good, wasn't it? it the the sand oh, yeah. the sand was getting chewed up. So it was an awesome be, Sunday. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So yeah, so Drew had the big win, biggest win of the year for him. You know. Anytime you uh, you know <laughs> when when at the you won TCC Raid Story Farm, I mean that's 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 big time right there. You that's, know that's some stuffs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, and, and you know there was a solid field of contenders there, but Drew Drew handily you know whipped everybody pretty good. So I think you won. What did you win by two and a half minutes Sunday, something like that? Yeah. 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 So that was solid. So and he was probably just toying with us anyway. That's more than the last time I won anything. Yeah, you won by two and a half minutes. No, no, I said that's more. Oh yeah, the last time that I won anything. Yeah, I can't I, tell you when that was, but I don't remember the last time I won a. Oh, I did. I won an off-road race like a year ago. No. Yeah, I didn't. So yeah, that was like the first one in like five years. <laughs> <laughs> I did get second at the right? National Enduro in the 30A class in Louisiana in April. Yeah. I've won some podunk motocross races, too. Yes. Yeah. All right. I'm going to not win in Oklahoma, but I am going to ride my <laughs> dirt bike and have a shit ton of fun. You should ask him for yeah. advice. I don't need you advice. Should. I'm going to go ride my dirt bike and have a good time. I don't need to go faster. Is that You just say that yeah, now. because it makes me feel better so about just, myself. So you feel better <laughs> after the race when you're like, no, nah, I wasn't planning on going fast anyway. Yeah, I'm just going to put my little uh, fuel-up belt on with my six beers, and I'm going to walk around and talk to people about their good times. Right. <laughs> walk around all day the day before with the same beer in your hand and no. act like it's a different one every I don't, year, every I don't drink the day before. Yeah? No. Nope. Yeah. No? Well, you know, I'm having a couple of beers here to kind of level the playing. 45 seconds. What is your knowledge on or from? Probably not. <laughs> so, who's going to be my little work to do still? Little work. And for about three weeks before I hyperextended this thumb. Yeah. Just going to do the best I got. <laughs> Sean, I can't touch myself. I'm really going to need you to have to pull this can, one through for me. Can you, can you hold this for me? <laughs> I can't get my pants back on. I'm so sorry. Oh, hey, could you come here, honey? I just can't. Going to do the best I can. All right. Yeah. Sadly, she can't ride for me. You know. But. Motorcycles. You know. Anyway, do, do my best. I like it. Well. She'll help me race prep at the hotel. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you guys fly out the second. When does the event start? Uh, six days this year, uh, Navarra, Spain, the 11th through okay. the 16th of October, which uh, is a Tuesday through Sunday, which is a non-traditional format. It's oh. always been Monday through Saturday. 
the people putting it on this year are really hoping to get big crowds on the weekend. So we're ah. going Tuesday through Sunday. Um, so anyway, it'll be great for the people here in the States, too, that are watching us and keeping up with us. Uh, so you'll, uh, you know, you can you can keep up with us on the weekend uh, as well. So yeah, it's going to be. I can't remember the, the ISDE site off the top of my head. They change it every year, which seems goofy, but it is what it is. It's, you know, if you just Google yeah, ISDE, 2016 ISDE results, you'll get all that kinds of stuff. And they yeah. do a pretty good job, honestly. It's uh, getting better year by year. Yeah. the format of how they show it is a little funky, it is very well, excuse me, upkept. It's 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 upkept. Well. Absolutely, yeah. So. No, and, and and obviously, you know, everything with with the computer and and there's more with and more the computer. Everybody, people. Um, I mean, just, there's there's more people covering it. More sites you can go to. Um, thing, things load. Technology's better. Things load quicker, and and you can follow things along. Unless better. you're Brian's story, and you still have whatever phone he's using. Well, no, my phone. I'm, I've, I've upgraded, you know. The phone's great. I'm sh- it's the user. Oh, yeah, no, there's definitely user issues. <laughs> yeah, we'll work on that one day there's for you, sure. We'll have to figure you, all that out. There's user issues, yeah. So. <laughs> I like it. Well, of course, this is Seat Time. We're the online show for the off-road enthusiasts. We beer, drink, and binge race our way through all the off-road news that we have about the time to talk to. In this case, it's been about an hour and 30 minutes, but typically about an hour. We try to make it happen. Brian's story comes on. We drank too much beer, and we yap, and we talk, and we have a good time doing it. It keeps so rolling. We just keep it rolling. Yeah. We could, honestly. They could be, like, ridiculous. But we appreciate you guys for tuning in. Of course, uh, thank you very much to our supporters, Fly Racing, of course. So flyracing.com is where you can find out all about their 2017 gear lineup, Kinetic Mesh, if you're looking for any of that kind of, like, down below when you want to stand up on your motorcycle. It's a good time. I'm not going to lie. Ken Tire, we've been talking about the Ibex, the fact that he can't even keep it on his showroom floor anymore when he orders that from SRT. So you want to find out more about that at KenDetire.com, or if maybe you're looking to order it, it'd be Adventure Moto. You would go check those guys out here. Adventure Moto, KTM Husqvarna in McKinney, Texas. C. Or SMS Racing in Denton, Texas. On the other side of the cities. Um, but, of course, you can go to srtoffroad.com if you wanted to purchase all that kind of stuff there or if you wanted to figure out more about those products before you go to your local dealer, however that would work out for you. Those are our sponsors, and we obviously thank them very much for supporting Seat Time. What's fun about Seat Time is we're not just a web show. You can find us as a podcast, so you can go to Stitcher or iTunes and search for Seat Time and find us there. So it's a great way to make sure you don't have to put up with our faces and just listen to our pathetic voices as we try to handle off-road news with alcohol. I think we do a pretty good job. I, I thought we did great. I'm, I still have my pants on. Yeah. We weren't we aren't watching, but... Eh, it's okay. It I'm not great. listening either. It seemed great from here. <laughs> <laughs> I know. How much ass wet, though, are you playing with right now? Yeah. It's a thing. Yeah. So if anybody... What was that? Episode 220? No, no. The ass wet episode. Oh, yeah. Two episodes. Two, 220? Yeah, I think if so. anybody go to 220 and go to the very, very back, I mean the end of the episode, and you after will, the slate after the slate the comes end. up, you will hear some <laughs> epic VO because the microphones were not turned off, yeah. and you will understand why I'm asking about the AS. It's interesting. Um, but this was the triple deuce. This tra- was the trace oh, deuce. Two, two, two. Yeah. Yeah. The Corolli episode. Oh. How did we not talk about? Yeah. That's. Whoa. See, we, you know, if we've got a solid number to work with, you know, well, we could we could name them. I've been I've been trying to really put together a solid show for a long time, Brian. But you only come on so often. <laughs> how, how many times have I been not on the enough. couch? 
Not enough. We've, we had, we've had two at that store, one at that store, and I think I've been on the couch maybe three times. Feels like it. Something like that. So like six? You know? So still yeah, not enough? Be your, your couch makes my butt sweat. sweat. You really should be like in the 20s <laughs> story. <laughs> but you're like, not. <laughs> okay, I'll, when I get back from six days... We'll have story time. I'm, I'm in when we get back from six you days. You better go to the I after got party somebody, this year, you asshole. I got somebody. Don't like that drink are, in the freaking you know hotel. I want you to go to the, the after party I and get pictures. Have, I might have two two more episodes for you because I when I come back from six days and then I got some buddies. Uh, I've been been vet motoing quite a bit and I got some buddies that are talking about uh, uh, hauling my bike out to Glen Helen for the vet moto world championships and I got some freaking flyer miles so. Assuming Especially I come back with for six days with six all the with all, all your, the thumbs all your working limbs. with all my thumbs working, <laughs> might uh might have to go out to Glen Helen and do some, some you you worlds. and uh, Doctor Dubach what is uh yeah yeah he's uh considerably faster than me on, on at Glen Helen just got done with pop. six days you're gonna have yeah. the rawest ass of the bunch yeah I'm pr- I rode it six days in uh, 1995 with with Des yeah uh, Destry Abbott and his dad Boyd took me to we raced the four stroke world championships at, at Glen Helen <laughs> you know three years before the modern four stroke so <laughs> and now it's the two stroke yeah trust me Glen Helen sucks on a KLX 650. <laughs> It's not the hot ride for Glen Ellen. It's not that as was, awesome as it sounded. Not as awesome. That's the only bike I've rode at Glen Ellen. Not 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 as awesome. <laughs> the yeah. KLX 650. Huh? Yeah, yeah. So KLX 650. Tw- turn indicators. Twenty two years ago at Glen Ellen, the KLX 650 or twenty twenty one years ago. Did you have yeah. the turn indicators? Uh, no, no, it didn't have the turn indicators. You took those yeah, so specifically for Glen Helen, probably, probably could have been better on something different. But uh, yeah, that was your Cali bike? Like, I'm taking, I'm taking. Yeah, these I was off. California cool on a Cali 650. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, my low battery just came on on the Mac. Thank you very much for watching C10. We appreciate it. I hope everybody appreciates the fact that I did have three beers this evening. Of course, I've been called out a couple times for having not drank as much on the show and getting loose-lipped and just goofing off. So here you go. I had a third beer for you, you ladies and gents out there. Thank you very much for paying attention. This has been Seat Time. Of course, I'm your host, Brian Pierce. Seat Time, you can find us on our website, seattime.ca. We are on Facebook, facebook.com slash seattime. We're on Twitter. It's at SeatTime underscore CEO. On Instagram, we're just at SeatTime. On YouTube, you can search for SeatTime. It's out there. Just give us a subscribe. Give us a like. Give us a a handy on the internet. It's whatever you need to do. A review would be helpful. And, of course, we'll be live again next week talking about some more Endurocross news and all the other fun shenanigans that's going on with GNCC. Remember, always enjoy a pint full of awesome, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.